This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Welcome back to Childproof from Betches Media. I'm Tori. And I'm Gwenna. This podcast is for those parents who are barely keeping their ducks in a row. Or parents who have lost their ducks and are just paddling in a circle. We're not going to judge. <laughs> no judgment here. And again, to make sure that we talk for an appropriate amount of time instead of three hours, let's start our timer. So let me tell you what happened this week. Oh, goodness. So um, we do uh, regulations in the house where that's where we help ourselves, mostly the littles, like be mad in a, in a responsible way. And one of the things that we use is something that I call cookie or candle. So if the kids are like really elevated, they're really angry, I'll be like, do you want to blow out my candle and I'll hold up a little finger? And they go, or do you want to smell my cookie? And I hold my hand flat and they can take a deep breath. And what it's doing is it's gamifying breathing techniques. It's just forcing them to take deep breaths because in order to blow out a candle, you have to inhale and same with the smelling a cookie. And then I also use laughter. So after a couple of times that I've gotten to take a real good deep breath, I will take my hand and like attack their face gently, just like scrunch <laughs> their little face. You know, that thing that Gen Z does where they like wave their hand in front of their face. Oh Yeah. Um, like I, I don't really understand excited. it, but I, I don't I have get seen it. it. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, I like, I, I then like sort of face sucker them. <laughs> so it makes them laugh. The sound effects makes it better. I'm yeah, no, <laughs> I'm a pro. So th- that's, that's a thing we do. And we've talked before about, uh, how we like it when, when the parenting sticks, mm-hmm. My children got into a slight altercation and the boy child was way more elevated than the girl child was. So the girl child was like, do you want to blow out my candle or smell my cookie? And I'm like standing in the hallway because I'd been on approach to break this fight up. I was like, yes, yes, it's working. It's working. So I kind of like peer in and like she holds up a finger and he and then she, you know, puts out her hand and he goes to smell the cookie. And she tries to do the same thing that I do where she kind of like attacked his face and straight up fucking smacked him. Oh, no. I mean, just (laughs) full force. I was like that. Oh, so did, close. That didn't so help. Close. That was not that was not the right answer, kid. How did he respond? <laughs> he cried. Okay. I wasn't sure That's... if it just turned into an all-out brawl or No. No, okay. he he cried and came out, "Sister hit me." I was like, "Wait, that's technically correct. That is what happened." Yeah. She was yeah. trying to help. It did not. It did not. We changed what you were upset about, though. <laughs> It was just a redirect. It was an anger redirect. That's all we were aiming for, I guess. Right. And I think that's one of the coolest things about parenting, even when it goes wrong to see proof of concept. And you're like, oh, oh, you're listening. You're paying attention. You need practice. Yeah. They're they're, they're trying to incorporate these like grounding techniques in their own life, which is, I guess, the goal. There has to be some grace given for like the learning curve of making one laugh does not actually involve 
slapping them in the face. In most scenarios, yeah. And I actually, that's one of my favorite things to talk about with parents is different grounding techniques because for every family, we all approach it differently. Mm -hmm. And I know that we have ended up sharing grounding techniques that we now use in our own houses. And sometimes I'll say things to my kids and I'm like, was this mine or Gwenna's? I don't know, but it's working. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, at at this point, it's, I don't know who came up with what, but it seems to be working. But so, like, we know we have to ground our kids, but, like, we also have to ground ourselves. I think that's when we're talking about gentle parenting or responsive parenting or intentional parenting, whatever you want to call being emotionally connected and available for your kids and teaching them how to do the same, like... We talk, well, my kid's really elevated and I have to, you know, bring them back down the level. But like, Right, in that co-regulation way. Well, we have to do that to ourselves first. Oh, absolutely. Like, because we all have a window of tolerance. Mm-hmm. And some of us have a really big one and some of us do not. I have been told a million times that I am like such a patient person. And I'm like, well, that's because I'm internally screaming, not externally <laughs> screaming. Mood. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I think this is a great time to discuss what we do when we're about to rip our own hair out and throw it at our children. Yeah. Yeah. I I ground myself. You're grounded, Tori. Oh, darn. It's been like (laughs) over a decade since I've heard that. Uh, (laughs) I'll tell you one of my favorite grounding techniques, and, and I use it for myself. I use it for my kids, and it's so simple, and it shouldn't work but it helps. It might not fully de-escalate a situation, but it will calm you down a little bit. And that is to take a drink of water. And here's why. Okay. I was going to say, like, I'm not yeah, let me, let just me hydration, okay. hydration, like hydration. Things. Yeah. Hydration is great anyway. So there, there is that indirect benefit. But if you are freaking out, right, if my child is like 11 out of 10 upset, if I yeah. am like losing my mind, okay, I'm going to take a sip of water or I'll tell my kids, hey, do you try a sip of water. I bet that'll help. And the reason why is because in order to take a drink of water, you actually can't be hysterical. You have to calm your body down you know, that so makes that sense. you can sip the water or you're going to have water everywhere. You're going to be more upset. And so to say, hey, I think I think a sip of water will help, right? Like we, if we're hydrated, we're feeling better, maybe it'll just help us kind of center ourselves. Mm-hmm. So take a drink of water also encompasses, let me take a breath and calm my body a little bit yep. so I can take yeah, a Yeah, because you have water. to inhale before you drink. Yes. And yeah. and that's a thing that my kids will say to each other too, like, have you had a sip of water? Or if I'm upset, I will have a child just kind of materialize out of nowhere with a bottle of water like your mom. Do and I'm you like, think, oh, okay. <laughs> do you think they know it's really about the moment it takes to take the drink? Or do they do they think that it's the water water that's helping I, this situation? I don't know that it's been thought about that deeply. Okay. <laughs> I actually, I remember one time, this is my favorite drink of water when I was upset. Okay. I have a favorite. You have a favorite drink of yeah. water. Yes. And it's, I'm it's here for devastating. It. Okay. I had just <laughs> lost my grandmother. Oh, okay. Th- yeah, that, that I guess I, we're taking it there. It took a turn, but hear me out. Okay. So I'm, I'm deep in grief and, and mm-hmm. I don't hide those feelings from my kids, but mm-hmm. also I don't want to make them responsible for my feelings. So I was yeah. taking a moment and, and I was crying and I was upset. And my daughter, I think she was like seven at the time, kind of, uh, she came into my room and she saw me crying and she goes, oh, you're crying. And I was like, yes. And then she disappeared. And I was like, <laughs> okay. 
And then Bye, two minutes later, she came back and said, I brought you some water because I know that it helps when we're upset sometimes. And I was like, oh, now I'm going to cry over this too. <laughs> when the parenting sticks, man. Yes. See, and I, I think it's important to like define at what point you need to ground yourself, at what point you need to regulate. It's something I call the, the red zone. So you called it a level of tolerance. So there is a point where we, I can take it. I can take it. Like I feel annoyed. I feel emotions, but like I'm in control of my body and my words and my brain. And the further those those limits are pushed, you're approaching this red zone. And once you sort of cross over into the red zone, that's when the regulation is not going to be terribly effective. It's when we're trying to regulate kids, we say you, once they're throwing a complete tantrum, you kind of have to like wait out the tantrum yes. before you can have conversation because it's not going to stick. And there's brain chemistry reasons. There's emotional reasons. Like our brain doesn't log memory the same way when we're really, really upset when we're right. in that red right. zone. It's a different part of our brain being used. Yeah. It's hard to access that logical piece. So one of my favorite places, especially when I feel that that red zone coming, because like once you're in the red zone, it is so hard. Once you're in the red zone, you're going to end up apologizing later to yes. your kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the honest truth of it. But if you can feel yourself approaching, one of the things that I do is what I call the body inventory. So I will take a sec and I will focus on my presence in space. So I'll wiggle my toes and then I'll do like a little calf raise to get my heels off the ground. And then I'll kind of like flex my calves or like do that weird little chicken knee thing, you know, flex my right, glutes. Right. Just you're you aware know. of what your body is doing. Right. And, and I just sort focus. of work up my body. And most of the time I don't really make it past my ass before I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm better. Like I'm a little further the butt away. The is big from enough. The I've, I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> I carry my attention to my ass. So <laughs> once I'm there, I'm fine. I mean, I keep mine on my shoulders, but to each their own, you know. <laughs> Look, I have a lot of stress. That's why my yeah. ass is so big, okay? It's not the Dr. Pepper. It's <laughs> well, what I think is interesting too is that you're talking about this red zone, right? And like yeah. we're we we are aware, right? When you've done mm -hmm. enough work on your own emotional regulation, you become aware of when you're reaching that that yeah. tipping point. That point of no return. Yes. And so one of the things that I do is I will tell my kids, hey, I'm going to lose it soon. Uh, and I, don't, I don't say it that way, you know, but you I, will com I will communicate that to them and not as a threat. I, and I think that's mm -hmm. the most important part. The tone matters. It's not a threat. Like I'm going to lose it and scream at you now. It's like, mm -hmm. hey, I am very overwhelmed. I have asked you to settle down. I have asked you to do this five times now and I, you're not listening. And I'm getting really frustrated. I'm having a really hard time with these big feelings and I don't want this to go sideways. So can we regroup? Can we, can we listen? Cause we know it's going to end in you listening anyway. If I lose it, you're going to suddenly listen. And I don't want to get to that point. <laughs> I want us to solve this before we're there. And, and can we, can we regroup because I'm having big feelings right now. And I know that you know what that's like. So, and, and it kind of challenges their empathy because they do care, mm -hmm. you know, they might not recognize that you're at that point, but if you tell them you're at that point, they care. Yeah. And if they're not afraid, you know, it's, again, it's not a threat. And mm -hmm. at that point, I might also tell them like, Hey, I'm going to take five real quick, you know, as long as yeah. they are safe, right? If they are safe and occupied and I'm just overstimulated, I'm like, hey, listen, I'm feeling really frustrated and I need a minute to calm myself down so I don't take it out on you. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go into my bedroom and I'm going to shut the door. It is not going to be locked. You know where I am if you need me. 
But I'm just, I need five minutes to breathe and calm my body down. Yeah. And then I'll be back. And I noticed that my kids will also take five now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's that communication like, hey, I'm having big feelings. And like, uh, this is kind of a big, massive stuff happening. So just like, give me a minute. See, and that, that is something that's so hard for me to deal with. Like that's a regulation that my husband, Jack uses that all the time. Like I need a sec. I need to walk away. I need to recenter. I need to breathe. And I need to not be in the middle of this so I can get my thoughts straight. Okay. And then my ADHD ass is like, no, let's fix it now. We have to talk about all of it, all of the words all at the same time right now. Don't, don't, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Right. Don't, don't right. Make me and that, that can be one of the hardest things when you are someone who needs to communicate about it right yeah. now. I can't leave this problem unsolved. I yes. can't do it. <laughs> Uh, and then but sometimes that creates a bigger problem. <laughs> there is such a power in being able to set a boundary and say, I need to walk away before I say something I'm going to regret, before I say something that's going to hurt your feelings. Um, and this is true of raising children and having partners and interpersonal relationships and work, like the ability to say, I need five minutes and then enforce yourself five minutes where maybe you just spin in a circle or you get a drink of water. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do something and it's it's inside my head, but I will sing to myself and not just, you know, I'm, I'm not singing Lil Nas X. I'm not singing Doja Cat. I'm singing the most ridiculous songs that I learned back in like elementary school. Like I learned a song about prepositions. And so like when I'm there, I think it's just because it's so silly and it's accessing like a back portion of my brain. I don't know what the neurology of this, but I'm like, has that a butt above, across after against, along among around, before behind the wall. Just <laughs> <laughs> list of prepositions in my head. I've, or like the state's works, geographical order. Yeah, I mean, I've had the K9 Advantix commercial camp song <laughs> stuck in my head for 20 years now. I don't have a dog, but it's just... <laughs> It's just like a default playing in my mind. Hello, Mara. Hello, Fada. <laughs> These six mosquitoes. <laughs> really, Father? But um, on the opposite, you I do that to you. regulate yourself. Um, for me, it, it makes me worse. I'm like, I need to regulate myself from this nonstop canine advantage song that I can't get out of my head. <laughs> but So one of the things, I like that you do the singing, okay? Yeah. I don't do singing to myself. Okay. I have a mantra that I tell myself. When I love I mantras. Am, yeah, it's so I, sappy, but I love mantras. Okay. So my mantra is not sappy. Um, okay. <laughs> my mantra. Sorry. <laughs> when, my, when my kids are losing their minds, right? Like we're, mm-hmm. we're upset emotions. They're, they're upset. It's usually, you know, like a, no one can find the shoes. We have to leave the house and everyone is upset. Um, instead of yelling about how, why aren't your shoes where they're supposed to be? What I do in my head, I repeat to myself, if I start yelling, if I lose my mind, now I have to calm all of us down and that's going to take longer. So it's like repeating to myself, if I lose it, then I have to calm us all down. If I lose it, then I have to take care of all of us. If I lose it, keep it together so that I only have to help them regulate. support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you're on the move. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash childproof. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash childproof. 
When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It's targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. We love to see it. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash childproof. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash childproof. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. Shape your life with Honey Love. If you're a wine lover, I'm going to let you in on a little secret for finding your new favorite wines. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your wine preferences that are as unique as you are. To start, I answered a few quick questions on their website about what flavors I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé. Based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored, so I get more of what I enjoy. I really love how First Leaf tailors to my needs, and I really like cooking with wine, so I found so many different flavor profiles to include through First Leaf. Besides the great wines, the best part of the First Leaf Wine Club is the perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge and can choose when and how often I want my box delivered. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com childproof to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L. L-E-A-F dot com slash childproof. Try com slash childproof. All right. Before the break, we were talking about how you use this mantra of if I freak out, I have to calm all of us down. And I feel like, so when I approach my red zone, what happens is I turn back into a yeller. Mm. I, I am, I am a working on it yeller. Are you a yeller, Tori? I am not a big yeller. I have my moments. Like, I'm never going to be like, Mm -hmm. no, I've never yelled at my kids. I've absolutely yelled at my kids. But I don't default to yelling. I mm-hmm. I just I'm not a big yelling person. Are you one of those like who when you're when you're absolutely approaching, you drop your voice down here. I am going to need you to listen to me very carefully. Like you're the yeah. scary the, quiet the, mom. The higher the kids go, the lower I go. <laughs> and it's like I don't even have to say anything. I don't have to whisper. I have perfected the mom look. Yes. If I just, if I stop what I'm doing, right? And it's not like I'm not aggressive. I will stand still. You know me. I don't ever mm-hmm. be still. So if I no, stand it's a jarring still. When they've gone still. <laughs> if I stand still and drop my head and give them the look and I'll wait, I, w- I have patience. I will wait for you to notice <laughs> me staring at you. And then they notice and they're like, oh, wait, I should reevaluate my decision. Uh, I got nothing to back it up. Like I'm not going to do anything. It's not a, again, it's not a threat. It's just a, it's, it's a moment of recognition for them that I'm not happy with the way things yeah. are going. That's, t- that's my go-to when I'm really upset See, that I do sometimes yell. I have, I have a scale like Abby, she's 15. She can kind of tell when I'm getting to the point when I'm approaching that red zone, when my internal grounding techniques are failing me. And, and she says that there's a, there's a, oh, mom's slightly annoyed. There's a mom's entering the danger zone. There's a moment right before mom actually yells and mom's yelling. Okay, just <laughs> all right. And but, at that point, she's waiting for you to get through it. Like we wait for a toddler to get through a tantrum. Yes. <laughs> We've reached the point in my relationship with my teenager where she's just, I'm going to wait for her to regulate herself and then we can have a discussion about what just happened. 
But I, but I feel like it's important to note that not all versions of being loud to communicate are yelling. Yes. So like, and not all yelling is angry. Right. Like there, there's a difference. The question I ask all the time is, am I yelling or am I being loud? Right. And how do you tell the difference? For me, what the difference is, is intent and emotion. Why am I loudly communicating what I am communicating? And how am I feeling while I'm doing that? Am I in control of my emotions or have I reached that red zone? Right. Right. And that when you are in the red zone and that's when you notice it, Mm -hmm. that's the tricky part. And I have done this thing where if I notice I'm yelling while Mm -hmm. I'm yelling, it's like it's like the thought is happening in my head, but different words are coming out of my mouth. So I'm like, I've already told you to do this on. Why am I yelling about it? I am yelling (laughs) and I shouldn't be. So I'm going to lower my voice now and we can talk about it. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> Interrupt yourself and your kids just giving you like this. What, what what is happening? How do I how do I react to this mom? It's just that's how we teach emotional control. We just keep them on their toes. Just keep them guessing. Um is mom in control or is mom not? No, that's that's bad. I do not recommend yeah. this. But there's and, and that's the thing when we're talking about like emotion intent that are we yelling or are we just loud? Like if I'm in the laundry room and I'm starting laundry and I need my daughter to bring me her laundry basket, I'm not going to go to her room. I could just yell, hey, bring me your laundry basket, please. Yeah. Like I am yelling, but I'm not, it's it's not a fear causing yell. It's not a, I've lost my emotional control. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm doing laundry, dude. Can you just bring me your laundry? Bring me your socks, just please. Bring, yeah. Just bring me your basket. And you know, it's okay. In the yeah. same way that if all of the kids are being loud and wild. Yeah, my house is loud. It's a like loud there's house. there's and, a lot of sound going on all the time. Right. And to gain that control, you know, we could go mm-hmm. the elementary route and just start flicking that light, which I've done. <laughs> I've done to. because it gets their attention. But I'll also like I just have to be louder than them in this moment. And my my cue for the kids that hey, we need to to regroup here, I will yell family meeting. And <laughs> anyone in my house is allowed to call a family meeting for anything. That's just mm-hmm how it works. Someone will just yell family meeting and we all gather. Uh, Sometimes like, hey, we want to play hide and seek. Okay, cool. We'll do that. But (laughs) the way that I typically use it is like, hey, we have a family thing happening right now that we Mm -hmm. need to address because things are not going the way that I have an expectation for them. But you call that with a yell. Yeah. So it made me realize. So um, my youngest daughter, she's four and she was talking to talking to us. It was at a dinner table one time. And I had recently gone on a trip. It was actually the trip that we took together to New York. And I was asking her, you know, how'd that go? How was mornings? Because morning routine falls to me, pickup routine falls to dad, to my husband. Mm -hmm. So how was morning routine? And my littlest one goes, I like daddy better. He yells less. (laughs) Oh, no. Because because I do. I'm I'm loud in the morning because I'm in three different places at the same time. So I'm grabbing muffins for breakfast and I'm helping my teenager locate something that I was supposed to have located the night before but didn't. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right, get your t- shoes on, get your tights on, go find your backpack. Like, and so there is loud communication, but in my kid's head, that's yelling. Mm-hmm. And so I, as an adult with a fully developed adult brain can be like, there's a difference between yelling because I am in control of this. I'm just being loud because I cannot be in all the places at once. Mm-hmm. So I need to communicate something to you from across the house 
So just go find your shoes. It's the same thing we do every morning. You have your socks on. Now go the shoes. Right. But mornings, no one functions well. Yeah, no one functions. And sometimes you do get a little mad in the mornings. And I think that's okay. Because here's the thing. Okay, hot take. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually a good thing for our kids to experience us lose our minds and yell sometimes. Obviously, like we don't want that to be the default. But when that happens, what we're showing our kids is, hey, I am a human with a full range of emotions. And sometimes Mm -hmm. they get bigger than me. And I lose it and I yell. And when I do that, I recognize that I was not treating you how I wanted to. So I calm myself down. I apologize for that. Right. I always, if mm-hmm. I yell at the kids, I'm going to apologize. Like, hey, Every I, time. I was upset about this, but the way that I addressed it was inappropriate. And I'm sorry. Yeah. And when we do that, we are giving them an example of how they should handle it when they inevitably have feelings bigger than them and they lose it and yell. Well, in the critique the internet likes to throw out a lot about responsive, gentle, intentional parenting is you're not preparing them for the real world. Oh, but I am because I am showing them, yeah, sometimes people are going to act irrationally to an otherwise rational situation. They're going to lose their minds. They're going to lose control of their emotions. So yes, sometimes mom as a human being loses control of her emotions. And she has a moment where she does a thing that she didn't want to do, but she did. And here's how we fix that. Here's how we show signs of improvement and take care of each other by going, you know, know, I made my big feeling your big problem. That was not okay. I am so sorry. Here's what I'm going to do next time. I'm going to ground myself. I'm, (laughs) you know, and we're, we're, our kids will learn more from our example than our words every yes, time. Yes, exactly. And that's a thing where we can see when our kids are showing behavior. It's so easy to like claim the credit when it's a good one, yeah. but when it's a bad one and we're like, Ugh. and it's like, nope, that one's me too. Uh, <laughs> I had a recent like proof of concept, right? With mm-hmm. this, with this yelling thing, because so I pick my kids up from school. Okay. Yeah. And my oldest gets in the car. She had stayed late at school because she had a club. And she gets in the car and I said, hey, how was club? And she gives me the weirdest like vague answer. It was like disjointed and I didn't Mm -hmm. understand. So I asked a clarifying question Mm -hmm. and she snapped at me. I mean, she yelled and she was like, she was like, I don't know why I have to like, I I don't even know what she said. I don't know that she knows what she said. She just snapped at me and I did not meet her on that level. I said, hey, bud, that was really rude and disrespectful. Like that is not how we speak to each other. Like I was just asking you a question because I didn't understand. That's Mm -hmm. unacceptable that that's how you responded to me. And she immediately takes a breath and says, you know, mom, I was at the playground and I got overheated and I kind of have a headache and I didn't mean to yell and I'm sorry that I did, but can we just have this conversation later after we get home and I have some water because I'm just not feeling great right now. And I was like, oh, absolutely. I'm sorry. You're not feeling well. Like inside you're going, yes, it's working. Yeah. And it was, it was an immediate recognition, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and she's, she actually just turned 11. I know last, last episode I said I had a 10 year old. I have an 11 year old now. Uh, Now. They grow up so fast. And, (laughs) but so like a year. Yeah. It's been a year since last week. And, (laughs) but because of her age, we've been doing this for Mm -hmm. so long. And I think when we talk about these things where it's like, look at these parenting wins, it's easy to hear that and think, oh, I'm not doing a good job because that's not my experience. 
it took takes, 11 years it for her to get yes, to that point. It took 11 years and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, it's it's working. You know, it that's how learning works. It takes a lot of time and repetition. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. You totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. So you had a hot take that sometimes it's okay to lose your shit because it shows, it gives us an opportunity to show them how to apologize. I have a hot take that there are, in fact, appropriate times to lose your shit and yell. I agree, but let me hear what yours is. Let's see if it's the same reason. (laughs) When there are safety concerns, or mm-hmm. when there is a lesson that needs to be attached to fear. Yes. So yes. generally speaking, we are not trying to wield fear as a weapon over our child. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want rote obedience. We right. want thoughtful behavior, mm-hmm. right? So most of the time, I'm not trying to scare my children into listening to me. But sometimes I need them to be scared of a situation. Well. Fear teaches caution. Yes. Yes. And so there are very select times. So when I was, this is, this is like a a mom fail. So stand by. I 
I had my eldest and she was probably five or six and I had done the two trips as for pansies like move. So I was loaded up with bags. I help her get out of her uh, car seat and she was standing right next to me and I reached in to grab one more thing because I didn't want to make another trip because I lived in a second floor walk up. I didn't, I didn't want to do it again. And so we're in the parking lot of our apartment complex and my daughter sees a cat across the parking lot and goes to go pet the kitty at top Mm. speed. And what she fails to notice because she's five is the large Oklahoma model F three fifty traveling entirely too fast. So I drop the groceries. I reach out and I grab the only thing I could get, which was her ponytail. I yank her back and I lose it. Do you understand what just happened? Do you know how dangerous a choice you just made? And she's crying and I'm crying and there's milk guzzling out of the gallon that broke. And But that was a moment where I did not apologize for yelling. I did apologize for accidentally hurting her. That's the time you don't apologize, but you give the explanation. Yes. Yes. I recently, you know, we just moved and we have Mm -hmm. uh, the stairs to our basement. It's a half door. So it's it's a weird setup, but it's a half door so you can look down in the basement. I don't know why, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) the door was open. My kids are roughhousing. And they are inching near. I was in the laundry room, which is right next to it. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I hear them. And I see them coming closer. And now they are roughhousing by the stairs. And I just mm. snapped. I yelled. I was like, absolutely not. This is not where we roughhouse. I promise you, you do not want to fall down any stairs. But you especially do not want to fall down stairs that have a concrete landing. And I, I yelled, you know, yeah. I didn't, I didn't go overboard, but I made yeah. my point and that, cause mm-hmm. it stopped them all in their tracks and made them consider the choice they were making. Mm-hmm. And they took a step back and made sure that door was shut. And I heard my oldest, who is the ringleader for my circus go, <laughs> yeah, guys, let's go to the living room. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was that right. moment. Like I, I did yell because they were so excited. They were wrapped up in being kids. Right. Exactly. They were so excited in that moment. Had I just said, hey, please don't play by the stairs. They're probably going to go away for a second and then work their way back. And then forget. And then forget. And so in that moment, by making it a serious thing, I was like, listen, I've fallen downstairs before, okay? Don't learn the hard way. Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) This is just go ahead and take my word for this one, kid. I'm just going to make sure that you are remembering this moment as a don't mess around by the stairs. And and then they listened. That was great. Loved that. But in all things, there's balance because occasionally that desire to emotionally yell to like use fear that that can backfire on you. Yeah. Uh, more anecdotes. Um, <laughs> so um, we were at the playground and where I live, they have this like toddler designed playground. So I had taken both of my littles and I am outnumbered by creatures I made with my uterus. Um, two of them I made at the same time. They're twins. So they're two minutes apart. And I've got one fearless spider monkey. I have one who is the most trepidatious, cautious human being on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, they have not entered a fearful stage yet, although I'm kind of expecting they that to happen. They have no sense of self-preservation and it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I'm helping the trepidatious one climb up this little mountain thing. And I look over and my tiny spider monkey has scurried up the entire playset. And I'm not talking like top of the monkey bars. I'm talking about the big like 
telephone pole fat oh no cross beam that holds the whole thing up and i look over and my fear reaction kicks in and i yell their name get down and that in that exact millisecond is when i realized i should not have done that because my yell triggered the fear response as it was designed to do mm-hmm. and they slipped And I, I was not that far from them. So I was able to get under them. You know, I was able to pull them down and like, this wasn't 12 feet in the air. This was six feet in the air. Mm -hmm. A fall from that height would have hurt, might've injured, but probably wasn't going to seriously, not a ER visit. No, no, maybe a sprained wrist. But anyway, I got them there and, and then I apologized for that yelling because while I had intended to, oh my gosh, this is, this is a thing that we need to be scared of. This, this is a, a moment that we need to exercise caution. My yelling actually made the problem worse. Right. And that's a hard thing to navigate as a parent too, because realistically, were you in control of that response? You know, that's that's what happens. You were afraid because you saw the unsafe situation and you mm-hmm. reacted. And that's, I think, something we regularly talk about is we're trying not to be reactive. But yeah. when our fight or flight response kicks in, yeah. we, again, just like our children are going to lose their sense of rationality, yeah. we yeah, do that, too sometimes. That was one of those times when I hit red zone with no warning. I went from, we're climbing up a mountain to my kid's going to die <laughs> in 2.2 <laughs> seconds. Right. Less than that. Right. Right. And that's that's the thing too, is I think fear can be an important teaching tool in, in mm-hmm. these specific moments. Yeah. But also it can go too far and cause an anxiety where it doesn't need to be. And I'll tell you another anecdote. Uh, <laughs> my oldest kid, when she was much younger, I was a helicopter mom. <gasps> Shocking. I, I know. I'm shocked. I hide my anxiety so well, no one knows. But I was <laughs> I was a bit of a helicopter mom and I very much, you know, it wasn't that I didn't let her do anything. It's just I I you could hear the the helicopter whirring around, right? I mm-hmm. was just so like be careful while you're doing this. Be careful while you're doing that. And so now it's to the point with her little sisters, I'll hear her be like, "What are you doing? Be careful." And I'm like, oh, "I'm sorry, pal." Yeah. I I that's I me. Did the dad. That's my bad. I, d- I did do that. <laughs> yeah. And as I'm working on it, right? I, I talk about it, I'm in therapy and I work on that. And it's mm-hmm. a cool thing to be able to also use the skills that I learned and help her navigate away from that before it yeah. turns into the problem that of a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, It really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories, so you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So before the break, we were talking about yelling, fear responses, just appropriate times. But there are other times that I fight not yelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to. I, I want to yell so bad. I, I have this and it's this it's the silliest trigger for it. Okay. What's that? And it's not, it's not a yell and I don't do it all the time, but sometimes I catch myself doing it. And then immediately I'm like, why am I like this? Because <laughs> it's, it's when a child will walk up to me, mom, mom, mom. And I'm looking them straight in their face. I'm looking them straight in their face, mom, mom. And I'm like, yeah, what's up, mom? Uh, mom. Well, mom, uh, Mom, mom, and then I hit a point and it snaps and I'm like, what? And yeah. it's not a yell as much as a really bad attitude and tone. <laughs> and I'm working so hard on that because as whenever I do it, I'm like, I'm being such a jerk. Like they're they're trying to get through their own thoughts right yeah. now. I get it. But also, yeah. mom, mom, yeah. mom, 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 mom. Mama. So, it's that family guy moment. Mama. Yeah. Mama. Mama. Yeah. And Mommy. Then, and then you're giving them your full attention and they're like, well, so it's <laughs> I and you're like, what you 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 were determined to get my full attention and you have it. And I don't think you actually had anything to say. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or they forgot. Then, yeah. Like it's just the right. moment you're you're okay, yeah. I am here for you. Please communicate with me. <laughs> Thought right. exploded in their head. It's gone. Right, right. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's let let let's let's try a thing. Uh we're going we're going to this is the mom confessional. What okay. are your parenting pet peeves? I'll start. Okay. Uh, I, I brought I'm it up. Here for it. So I'm the, here for the, it. the 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 seagulls from Finding Nemo, mom, 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 and then yeah. forgetting. That's we share that one. Yes. I have an issue with the single shoe black hole. There is a black hole in my home that eats single shoes. So we will have a right shoe and a left shoe and they are not from the same pair. Yeah. Every <laughs> single time. And it does not matter how often I have adjusted routines like we talked about last episode. It doesn't matter. We put all the shoes away. They all go where they go. When I lay them down for bed, there are a right and a left <laughs> blue croc. There are a right and a left Barbie shoe, a right and a left Jurassic Park. And when we get up in the morning, just single shoes. They're gone. Fucking somewhere. Where where did they go? I don't know. <laughs> this no. is, there's, there's... Okay. To add on to that, same realm. Okay. I have okay. the most ridiculous rule in my house because it is a pet peeve of mine. And I, rule... I love making rules over my own pet peeves. Right. I do it all the Here's, time. Are you ready for the rule? Yes. Two socks or no socks? <laughs> because <laughs> it drives me it's not even my own sensory experience but to see someone <laughs> just knowing someone else walk is having around this... with just one sock on oh why? no and, and it's become a game in my house my kids will do it because they know that we're about to rough house if they because they'll yeah. come out flaunting it they're like hey mom look <laughs> just like and it's just one kid sock. Leg out. yeah and it's just one sock and i'm like let's go and i chase them 
and I yeah. get the sock off. I'm like, it's mine now. Two socks or no <laughs> socks. And my middleest kiddo, who I uh, very much likes to do malicious compliance one day, walks up to me and she goes, hey, mom, I'm wearing two socks. There was two socks on one foot. <laughs> <laughs> she did not break the rule. She did not break the rule. The two socks, two or, socks no or no socks. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't specify what feet right, they had to be on. Right. <laughs> and this, is, this is a problem. I, luckily, we're sort of exiting the worst of it. I cannot stand food and hair outside mealtimes. Like it's so I understand hard to brush through. It is. I, I understand. Like when you've got little littles and they're you know experimenting with feeding. Yes, no. It and it ends up in in the hair. Mm-hmm. But food in the hair is something that drives me absolutely bonkers. And there was one point at which. Abby, my oldest, she used to have curly hair. She went through a stage somewhere around puberty where her hair was curly and then it stopped being curly. But at this point she had curly hair and it was uh, around her face and she had like some sort of cheese cracker or goldfish or something for a snack. And a single little like fish tail ended up in one of those curls. So I was like, Hey kid, food, hair, fix it now. And this, this asshole uh, this asshole that I made with my body, I love very much and will support to the end of the world. This <laughs> asshole took more of her snack and just like rubbed it all over her oh, head no. and then took off running. <laughs> I was like, I'm too fat and old to chase you, but here I come. <laughs> it's very, very similar. Um, my children will now intentionally mom. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a game. It's fun. It's a fun way to drive mom nuts. No, So I think there's one that every parent experiences. And it's yeah. the pet peeve of nose picking. I, out of all disgusting things we have to deal with as parents, boogers are the worst for me. I yeah. am so grossed out. And so when you see a kiddo with the finger up the nose, I came mm-hmm. up with the perfect way to make them stop. Share immediately. So, you know, a lot of people will look at your kid and it's kind of like, oh, you're digging for gold. Kind of like, oh, I noticed what you're doing. Stop. No, no, we're taking this a step further. Okay. When the child is knuckled deep, fully engaged, fully engaged. I will notice and I'll go, Oh, picking your nose. Let me get the other side for you. And I reach for the other nostril and immediately I never get to it. Cause they'll just stop. It's so startling. Like, Oh, let me get the other side for you, pal. And it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I won't do it. You gotta, you gotta commit. Yeah. Commit. I, I'll do I'll get it for you. You look, you're, you're occupied on the other side. I'll get the other one for you, pal. No, nope, they don't want me to do it. And they'll stop doing it themselves. Mine is a pet peeve that I actually, it it's a pet peeve that I have this pet peeve. Like it's a layered effect here <laughs> because there are only specific times where it's annoying and it's what I'm going to call inappropriate singing. So my, we're, we're very musical. We sing song everything, mm-hmm. but there are, my kids have learned that from me, but they are not good at picking when and how. <laughs> to sing about things. So I, I sing song narrate a lot of stuff. So they'll be brushing their teeth and mid, you know, stroke, they'll be like, I'm brushing my teeth and just toothpaste everywhere. everywhere. It's on me. It's on the mirror. It's on the dog. And then second it gets on their clothes, like yeah. you have to change the shirt because it's going to now that, cause that right. weird talkie stain. So it's it's the the inappropriate singing is just immediately. That's another one that will send me to near red zone right. in you know, drag race amounts of time. For me, it's liquid in the trash can. 
I can't stand liquid in the trash can. This, I keep my trash can next. It's it's within a foot of the sink. If you have milk in your bowl, just dump it in the sink. If you are not going to finish your drink, just dump it in the sink. It doesn't you, go in the trash can. The trash can's going to leak. It's going to get stinky and No, like it's fine. And, I, I do that. I put liquid in the, like, it just, you're just going to take it outside. It's just going to go because we have municipal trash. It's just going to like, it's, it's fine. Well, it might be based in my own problem of instead of taking the trash bag out when it's full, I'm like, I can smush it down. <laughs> I can put so you just there. you just get this just mystery keep, fluid you, pool. You on the just bottom. keep pushing it, and and now just, and then it's going to rip part of the bag, and so any mystery fluid in there is going to go. Could ew. I just take the trash bag out immediately? In theory, yes. <laughs> Am I going to? No. I I have th- this one drives me bonkers because you'd think after fifteen years I'd have learned to check pockets before laundry. But the random rock collection drives me up a wall. I don't mind if like we go to the science museum and we pick out a pretty geode or if they intentionally like on a a walk or something, find a a legitimately cool looking rock. This is fine. But this is like playground pebbles that they just like hoard like tiny little rock troll squirrels in every crevice of their clothing. I am fine with the rocks, but I have a rock limit because my (laughs) oldest kid... She it's has the been, most mom thing ever. I have a rock limit. I have a rock limit because my oldest kid has been collecting rocks since she could walk. Like since the time she learned how to walk, she's been putting rocks in my pockets. The kid, <laughs> she won't wear jeans, so she's never had pockets. She's a leggings girl. And so from the time she could walk, it was just she'd pick rocks up and, and throw them in my pockets. And so... See, maybe maybe that's what I need to teach my kids to do. So don't put them in your pocket, put them in mine. She's got a whole shelving unit that is literally... There's hundreds of rocks that she's collected. But because of that, I'm like, dude, like three three rocks. You get to take three <laughs> rocks home from this excursion. Like we're literally going to a museum. I know you're going to get them from the parking lot. That's fine. I know that one's pretty cool shape and it has that sparkly part on it. It might actually just be a broken piece of concrete. But if you want to take it home, that's fine. Three. You get three. <laughs> Motherhood, where we have a rock limit. Yes. Oh, that that is our timer. Again, we're I done. Keep talking about rocks. We're done done. I'll text you about the rocks later. Thank you so much for listening to Childproof by Betches. We'd love to hear your parenting pet peeves. Email us at childproof at betches.com. And be sure to give us a follow. I'm Tori Phantom on TikTok and Instagram. Gwenna is Mama Cusses on TikTok and Instagram. And make sure you're following at Betches Moms on Instagram too. Tune in every Wednesday, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And as we release this episode, Mother's Day is coming up. So I'm not saying we will, not saying we won't, but there might be a little bonus bonus for you on Mother's Day. Yes. And while you're listening to our podcast and subscribing, make sure you leave us a rating too. It helps. And remember, sometimes our kids are the assholes. And sometimes it's us. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salzmacat and Sean Kilby. Editing by Basilio Perez. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your email to moms at Betches.com. Betches. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.